This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, I want to be very clear. First of all, this is really good news for uh, our public sector workers because we are protecting jobs. All right. Well, that was Peter Bethlen Falvey. He's the Treasury Board President, and he explained how the government is capping core public service wages at 1% over the next three years. He called it a good day of protecting jobs. It's a great day for talk radio. Obviously, there's been a lot to discuss and address, and we have to this point, but I want to bring Fred Hahn in here. In response, he's the head of QP Ontario. Mr. Hahn, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, all right. Uh, On this matter, I mean, what is your reaction to the announcement? Did you see it coming? Well, look, there have been rumours for some time, and uh, this is anything but good news for the people of Ontario. Communities are reeling from a variety of cuts to services that people depend upon, uh, and this is just an extension of that, only the government has decided to take aim at the actual frontline people who do these important jobs in our communities all across the province. So typically, who's impacted then? Can you give us a for instance? Well, look, I'm in Peterborough. I'm just about to go to a rally for public uh, for workers who work in the public sector who deliver home care services, public uh, personal support workers. We represent personal support workers who deliver home care and in long-term care. But this affects all of our hospital members, our school board members, folks in universities, uh, in child care centres, in, in many social service agencies across the province, uh, none of whom uh, have wages that are in any way out of line. Our average wage for our union in QP is about $40,000 a year. Right. And uh, so when uh, Mr. Ford or the government, Peter Bethan Falby, announces that uh, people not under uh, municipal contracts, if you're under a municipal contract, like city workers, police or firefighters, will not face this freeze, uh, do you think, but it will apply to teachers, I should point out, do you think it's somewhat selective in how it's applied? Well, it, it's, it would appear that the government's being selected, and it would appear that the government's actually impacting a, a large range of workers who make uh, whose wages are not the problem here. Uh, in fact, these are folks who deliver, uh, you know, who are looking after kids in child care centers and looking after our sick uh, and our parents and grandparents in long-term care facilities. Um, it, it is patently unfair. Um, and, you know, I, this is actually removing their right to free collective bargaining. This is a right protected by the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It's as important as any other right protected by the Charter. Well, all right. So what you're intimating here is this could face a legal challenge. Well, it'll face a legal challenge. I feel pretty confident about that. But more importantly, it'll face a challenge in communities. We're already seeing uh, that uh, communities across the province, the Tories are facing uh, uh, resistance from just average folks who are worried about cuts to their schools, about cuts to their social service agencies, uh, about cuts in universities. We're seeing layoff notices, quite frankly, across uh, all of our uh, different sectors in, in our union, and we know that that's happening in other places as well. This has nothing to do with protecting jobs. What it's going to do is uh, cause us to go talk to our members about how they band together with their communities to defend services and defend their rights as workers. Well, let's follow up on that. Then what do you anticipate by way of a response here? What are the next steps? Well, look, we're going to go talk to our members in communities across the province, We're going to uh, encourage them to ramp up their efforts with others in those communities who are saying to the Ford Conservatives, look, um, you cannot, you talk a lot about the people. Why is it always the people who are the ones paying the price? Because their kids' schools are being cut, because their services that they rely on are being cut. Uh, And now, uh, you know, uh, their wages are being capped. This is not uh, a fair way to deal with with anything that's happening in Ontario. And uh, we're going to encourage our members 
to grow resistance to this uh, to this uh, unfair move by the government. What form of resistance? Job action? Well, look, everything's going to be on the table here because I think that at the end of the day, when they're talking about uh, not just stripping people's rights, which is an important piece here, but they're all, but we're also talking about you know services that people rely on when we're talking here about our kids and our schools. Uh, about our health care system, uh, about services for the most vulnerable in our communities through social services. We are already seeing uh, all kinds of cuts from this government. This is an extension of that, and it is simply uh, going to inspire our members to be more uh, connected with everyone in their communities to resist these moves by the Ford government. Well, they're talking about, you know, the uh, $72 billion provincial payroll in order to keep it sustainable and not eliminate jobs. This is an, a, a, a move that they had to make. They feel that uh, there was no other way in trying to reconcile a deficit, which is now anywhere from 11 to $12 billion. Uh, would there be any other way of doing that? Ontario already spends the least amount per person on public services compared to every other province. And in fact, when you look at the spending in the public sector, the amount that actually is designated for wages has been falling over the last number of years. This is not about a spending problem. Uh, you know, there are ways to deal with the deficit. I think today the minister actually said that, you know, people have to uh, all participate. But we should be talking to those who can afford to participate, those who can afford to pay more in taxes, like wealthy corporations who are paying the lowest taxes they've paid in a long time. There are other ways to deal with the deficit than to, than to actually target frontline workers who are working hard every day, providing vital services across the province. Fred, you've seen this movie before. I mean, the Liberals also froze public sector wages from 2012 to 2016, again, to balance the budget. Uh, how did that work out at the time? Well, look, this is a favorite of governments, whether they be liberals or conservatives, to say that somehow workers are to blame. We know that no worker in the public or, frankly, the private sector is to blame for the deficit in the province of Ontario. Um, what's, what's different here is that this is now in the form of legislation. Uh, and that's as a precedent, and it's a precedent that must be challenged. All right. And so what you're saying is the uh, public sector wage component making up X percentage of the budget is not exorbitant. Well, look, we know that Ontario spends the least amount per person on public services. And we know, based on government data, that the amount of that, that money, that the amount of that money that's going to wages has been actually falling over the last number of years. Uh, this is a, a diversionary tactic. Uh, they're hoping that people will stop talking about the cuts to our schools, the cuts to our child care and our public health and our emergency services, the restructuring of our health care system that they're proposing. They're hoping that people will stop talking about that and start talking about people's wages. And in fact, uh, what we're going to do is work hard to make sure that people understand that this is an extension of those cuts and that together what we have to do is band together with our communities. We're talking here about people who are your neighbors and your friends and the people who live next door to you who are doing important work every day uh, to support communities across the province. Yeah, you know, earlier when I took calls on this, I heard from a lot of people who are self-employed and uh, work in the private sector, and there wasn't a lot of sympathy. Uh, what is that? Are they ill-informed? Is this a case of class envy? How do you see it? Well, look, I think that people in the private sector should be very concerned about this because this is actually meant to send a chill across both the public and private sectors about wages. And we know that in both the public and private sectors, we know that everyone, uh, all of us, uh, have been dealing with uh, wages that are not keeping pace with inflation. That means that all of us are falling further and further behind, that average folks are the ones who are actually paying the price here. And that simply isn't fair. I'll leave you on that note. Uh, I'm sure there's a follow-up coming. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you.
Thank you very much. All right, Fred Hahn is the head of CUPE Ontario, and, uh, well, not surprisingly, very uh, much miffed by this, and uh, I'm sure they're, you know, as he's intimated, uh, he's going to consult with uh, the members, and there could be job action, legal challenge, what have you. You know, this is not unprecedented. As I say, the Liberals actually uh, did this back uh, about, uh, what, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago? Ray days, what was that all about? That was... Well, he was, you know, Bob Ray, uh, very much simpatico with the unions. They helped to put him into power back in 90. And then, of course, the Harris government also had to wither uh, the outrage of people in the unions. And uh, that became rather uh, interesting in terms of uh, that particular tenure. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 